Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast with Dr. David O. Ogaga. Hallelujah. Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He is actively cleaning house, touching all that needs to burn. And he won't quit until all is cleansed. God himself is fire. Which house is he cleaning? Judgment must begin from what? The house of God. In relation again to the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Cleaning out all the junks, all the religious worship. That is why you cannot at this time afford to be a religious man and still claim to be in the kingdom. God is still cleaning house. It's burning off the refuge. It's destroying the things that are making it difficult for us to stand before God and before men. Hallelujah. Things must just have to change for the church. Let me show you what happens in rejecting the message of the kingdom. Mighty to have again. And this time I want to read it. Verse 43, Matthew 12, 43, again from the message. I like it more from the message. Now Jesus was speaking there and he said, If a devil is cast out of a man, he goes about looking for a dry place and then he comes back, finds the house garnished, brings several more wicked spirits. You know the story there. But let me read it from the message. When a defiling spirit, I'm reading from verse 43, message to March 12. It's a spare from someone. It drifts along through the desert looking for an oasis. Some unsuspecting soul, it can be devil. When he doesn't find any, he says, I'll go back to my old haunt. On return, he finds the person spotless and clean, but vacant. He then runs out and runs up seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they all moving, whooping it up. That person's end far worse off than if he had moved, I mean, never gotten cleaned up in the first place. What was he cleaning up? Your salvation. But look at this. That is what this generation is like. You may think you have cleaned out the junks from your lives and gotten ready for God, but you were inhospitable to my kingdom message. And now, all the devils are moving back in. The reason we have this trouble in the church today is because we have forsaken the message that Jesus preached. Take it again. You may think you have cleaned out the junks from your lives. Your believers. Speaking in the Holy Spirit. You're no longer a religious man, but watch this. I got you ready for God. But you weren't hospitable. To my kingdom message. Now all the devils are moving back in. So you see where this, the church is, we're fluctuating. Today we are shining, tomorrow we're in darkness. Because we are not maintaining focus on the message of the kingdom. I'm not the one that said it. Jesus said it. This is why the demons are coming in. I like what he said. I'm going to read a scripture on that. Very powerful. Very powerful. 
You see, we must come to the place where we don't entertain devil in the church as if we're doing, uh, you see, have you, have you watched people casting out the devil and then conducting interview? I like what you did. You know, ask a question, what is your name? And they said, uh, I'm Senior Jephthah. I said, where do you come from? I'm just floating between Swaziland and South Africa. I don't have a base. Because the devil goes to and fro. Amen? You are conducting interview. Are you a journalist? Now, what amazed me is this. You just preached a few weeks ago. The devil is a liar. Now you conduct an interview and you believe in what the devil is telling you. Who is fooling who? I had an experience sometime. There was this lady that came in the evening. It was a Saturday evening. Picked up a rubber from her wife. Said you want to go to party the next day at about 8 o'clock. She came back. Said oh, come on get this bag. We don't need it. I said come on keep it till tomorrow. She said no I don't want it. We pick it up. The next morning, she went to very close to the house. She was to fetch water from the well. The next day, she started shouting, leave me alone, leave me alone. What's wrong with you? Begin to strip. And the next day, what is it? I wanted to harm that family. That's why I picked that rapper yesterday. But when I got home, the whole house was ablaze. And the mother said, so what's going to happen? I said, well, if you can deliver, I mean, nobody can except this pastor, Pastor David. Take me to him. I was dressing up. Then I used to not very well, not enough my tie, they brought her. I said, what is this? So she need deliverance. I prayed she was, oh, come on, take this thing out of my house. I need to go preach to people. You chain her till I come back. I'm not going to spend my time for the devil when I need to preach to people waiting for me in church. And do that. Can the devil tell the preeminence? When the word of God is there, people are hungry to hear what God has to say. You know what it means to be sent on an errand? The messenger, the messenger one, we come in to preach, we are sent to deliver a message. It's not just a sermon, the way we call it. It's a message from God. And God sent you a message, you delay yourself looking for devil on the street. What's wrong with you? Jesus will see you and get out here. Look at, look at the one that wasn't even disturbing Peter. Huh? The other one, the elements, be blind for a season. Message continue. Am I right? Time to waste. The girl that was shouting, following them as a spirit to get out of her, continue with the message. Why are you spending your time, spending the whole day holding church into ransom because of one devil? We need power. We really, really need power. Now let me show you how it works. Mighty 21. Jesus is the model. He's the only example. You know the story in Matthew 21? When we say it caused a fig tree. Amen? Now I want to read again from the message translation. I just like the way it simplifies these things for me. Matthew 21, look at verse 21 and 22. Hallelujah. Okay, if I read from King James. Are you there, King James, from the board? You can put it there. They came back the next day, found out the victory with it. And Jesus said, Very I say unto you, verse 21, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the victory, but also you shall say, 
you can underline that to your Bible. You shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and it shall be done. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, I want to take this from um, the message. I like it better this way. And I'm reading from verse 18. Early the next morning, is that the message? Early the next morning, Jesus was returning to the city. He was hungry. Seeing a long fig tree along the road, he approached it and anticipated a breakfast of figs. When he got to the tree, there was, not, there was nothing but fig leaves. He said, no more figs from this tree ever. Look at what he said. He said. The fig tree withered on the spot. A dry stick. Verse 20. The disciples saw it. They rubbed their eyes, saying, Did we really see this? A leafy tree one minute, a dry stick the next? Look at Jesus' answer. But Jesus, but, but Jesus was matter of fact, yes. And if you embrace this kingdom life, I don't doubt God. You will not only do minor feats like I did to the fig tree. But also triumph over huge obstacles. This mountain, for instance, you shall tell. Go jump in the lake. And if you jump. No, 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 no. You see, look at that. In other words, when you come to the kingdom, your prayer pattern and life changes. It's not about tears. It's about saying. Look at what he did. About to get there. Of the woman that was put by the gate, tempting him, whether he has the power. So they have to put the woman by the gate. You think what an accident they took the woman there? Because he was wanting to escape. <laughs> Are you still there with me? You shall say. Now, I mean, that is where I'm bringing us into. That is where the power works. You see, you shall say. You shall not tears, no cries, no five days fasting before you do one thing. If you embrace the kingdom life, you shall say, and it shall be done. As I 51, reading from 1415, it says, I have you in my hands, and I put my word in your mouth, that I might create the heaven and lay the foundation of the earth. It is what you say that comes into being. By implication, when you come to embrace the message of the kingdom, live the life of the kingdom, may your world become creative. You are just like God. Where was anything for God to create what he created in the world? He simply said, let there be and there was. You shall say, hey, you mountain, jump. Mountain begin to jump. You, amen. Prayer made easy with kingdom life. Are you still there with me? It's not about sweating and struggling. And hey, Let me tell you something. If I pray nothing works, I'm walking away, not condemned. Because it's not me. I can't heal anybody. Jesus have to heal. How many of you remember that? Don't be ashamed if nothing happens. But like he told us, be bold. Know that you have it. You do it. But don't sweat. Because God hates sweat. He's part of the cause. Now think about it. In the book of Ezekiel, the Bible made us to understand. Think Ezekiel 44 also. The priest or minister in the most holy place, he said you must not put on woolen stuff. 
It must be leaning. Why? Because wool will cause sweat. You don't sweat before God in ministry. God have to deliver us and bring us to the place of fruitfulness and authority. Don't put on woolen stuff in the most holy place. Put on linen, cool stuff. We must come to the place of rest in God. Jesus said, it's not me, it's the Father that is in me. And he said, without me, you can do nothing. I am the vine, you are the branches. As long as we are stuck to the very vine, we can do what he did. And without sweating. How many times do you see Jesus? <laughs> all this burning and losing that we do. How many times do you see Jesus doing all of that? Sweating and crying and all of that. You can imagine what happened to Moses. Moses come to the place and he had issues because people were crying. And he started crying to God. Moses said, what what's all the tears for? What's in your hand? You speak to the people. Speak is what he says. Speak to the people and let them move on. They cried to me. Hallelujah. Okay. Just for time's sake, entrance into the kingdom. How do you come into the kingdom? To begin to function in this dimension of speaking and things come to be. You just speak things into existence. You speak. Recently we had some good experience at home. It's not only devil you speak to. You also speak to your money. You speak to your, your check account. I mean, you, you speak. Speak to things. You didn't say cry or beg. You know? And that is why I don't like the scripture like he said. You're dead. I don't like people translating the book of Exodus and say, go and borrow. Borrow from the, 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 the Egyptians when the Israelites were living. They were not borrowing. They were doing what is called repatriation. Reparation because their father worked and it is time to pay back for the labor that they had. They were not borrowing. It's like saying, give me what is due me because my father labored all these years. You didn't pay. It's time to pay. So why do you say they went to borrow? Borrow from who? They just simply said, come on, can I have it? Yes, sir. And they speak. Yes, sir. Huh? How many quantity of silver or gold you want? Okay, yes, sir. I give you. They were not borrowing. They were taking from them because it was theirs. It was the labor of their fathers. Speak. Are you still there with me? God should anoint our words so strongly that any pronouncement we made will come to pass. You see, we got a property, Dr. Robert knows it, where we are building, not too big, maybe one quarter or two quarter or three quarter, I don't know of this one, just half or some, just family, family worship. But there's a piece of land we needed, and I want to be my resident. The last time he came, he told me, are you a renter? I said, yeah, no, you shouldn't be a renter. That is struck me. I said, man, I have to own my own house. And there's this piece of land very close to the church. When I walk up every morning, I walk to the land, I say, I need you. I need you. And I was doing that for about two months. And the Lord woke me up one day and said, go tell the chief of the community you want the land. I told my wife it has begun. I went to the chief. I said, I want that land. He said, you want it? You want it seriously? He said, yes. Okay, fine. We'll give it to you. How much? They gave the price. I wrote to the doctor. I said, man, these guys gave me a price and they want me to pay in one week. 
how we're going to go about it. I need some change from somewhere to pay up and all that. The money will not come. The next day, the Lord spoke to me. Except the Lord build the house. They that labor, they labor, but in vain. That's okay, sir. Okuma told my wife, the Lord has begun the work. I said, money come. We need to buy the land because it's for the Lord. The third day, a lot came into my phone. Half of the money came in through one young man. The second day, a lot came in. We got the money within two weeks. We spoke to the land. Now we got the land. Everything. I sent the receipt and everything to doctor. We got it live. No argument. And if I tell you the price of two point something square meters, you will you'll be amazed what we got. We spoke. Prayer is not sweating. Prayer is speaking when it comes to the kingdom. Entrance into the kingdom. How do you come into the kingdom? Two more scriptures and we are done. Number one, there's a big difference between being born again. You know, when Jesus was speaking to uh, Nicodemus, except you are born again, you cannot see. There's a difference between seeing, except you are born again, you cannot enter. And then there's a place of inheritance. So get the point right. You may be in the kingdom, maybe because you've seen. To see actually means to understand. You've been able to understand the kingdom. But the difference between seeing and entering. Now listen, I'm in South Africa now. Is that okay? I've entered South Africa because I got a ticket to come here with a visa. But I can't inherit anything here other than the honorarium you are giving to me. Inheritance belongs to sons. We all can come in. You can enter. But that is not to say you have inherited. But you need to come to the place of inheritance so that you live out your inheritance in God's kingdom. That is completely different from just seeing and entry. I can enter Swaziland, but I have no house there. You are born a five citizen. You got your everything there. You have a house there. You inherited the land. I can come as a stranger, but I've entered. So you're entering the kingdom is not the same thing as you possessing the kingdom. But God wants you to come to the place of possessing. So that you can truly live out the life that God has ordained for you and I. It's a place of inheritance. That one is different from seeing or entry. Three levels. Okay. Let's look at something. What will open the door for you to enter? Look at the book of Second Peter. I'm going to read from the Living Bible, very simple translation. Second Peter chapter 1. Let me just take it very fast from the book of Second Peter 1, uh, 2, to, 2 to 11. You read it. Do you want more and more of God's kindness and peace? Then learn to know him better and better. For as you know him better, he will give you through his great power, everything you need for living and truly good life. Can I hear an amen to that? Everything you need for living. Everything. And it should be the best. Should be the best. I was speaking to my people recently. And some of you need to upgrade. See so many of you buying fairly used cars. But the, you see the car that Jesus rode on, nobody have ever used it. Clean from the market. How many of you remember donkey was a car then? Clean car nobody have ever used. 
Why must it be that we all, only be the people to be buying second-hand properties? Clean one that nobody has sat on. That was the kind of car he rode on. God must cause us to come to the place of inheritance in the kingdom. Because the earth and the fullness, it all belongs to us. Amen? Good life, good living. He even shares his own glory and his own goodness with us. Verse 4. And by that same mighty power, he has given us all the rich and wonderful blessings the promise. For instance, the promise to give us from, I mean, to deliver us from the lust and rottenness all around us and to give us his own character. But this is the key thing. We're looking at the entrance line into the kingdom. Verse 5. But to obtain this gift, you need more than faith. You must also work hard to be good. You need more than faith. Claim it and enemy by faith will not do the job. Kingdom attitude. It's not a matter of I claim it by faith. We always use faith to get things. But we don't even have faith to reject some things. How many of you know that Moses rejected Egypt with faith? Come on, am I talking to somebody? Moses ran out of Egypt by faith. But we claim always by faith. Hallelujah. Look at that. What verse am I now? Verse 5. Okay. Verse 6. Next, learn to put aside your own desire so that you will become patient and godly. Godly letting God have his way with you. Wrong desires. Verse 7. This will make possible the next step, which is for you to enjoy other people and to like them. Romero stressed so much on this yesterday. Kingdom lifestyle. To enjoy other people and to like them. What's your fellowship like with people? I mean, getting a smile from you, oh man, it's a labor. Just a smile. What's your fellowship like with people? You can smile. You're always very serious. No. Kingdom doesn't mean you have to be so serious. You can't even say good morning to somebody. Because you are praying without ceasing. No. <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, enjoy people. If I was so, I mean, I was blown out yesterday. Enjoy people. Share fellowship. That's kingdom lifestyle. Hallelujah. Okay. Ah, so this is possible next step, which is for you to enjoy other people and to like them. And finally, you will grow to love them deeply. The more you go on in this way, the more you will grow strong spiritually and become fruitful and useful to our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I hear amen to that? Then verse 9. But anyone who fails to go after these additions to faith is blind indeed. Or at least very short-sighted and has forgotten that God delivered him from the old life of sin so that now he can live a strong, good life for the Lord. Then verse number 10. So, dear brothers, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. And then you will never stumble or fall away. And God will open wide the gates of heaven for you to enter into the internal kingdom of our Lord and His Savior, Jesus Christ. Entrance into the kingdom is your attitude towards people. It's not just theory. It's not just uh, homiletics. It's, no, 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 no. Practical lifestyle. That's what opened the door for you to enter. 
Then after entering, what's the next thing you inherit? Hallelujah. Now let me also show you what qualifies you to inherit after you've entered. Would you like to see that? Mighty 25. Mighty 25. Verse 33. And it shall say, you know that, the sheep on his right hand, but he goes on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come here, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What's qualifying them? Because I was sick, you visited me. I was hungry, you gave me food. I was naked, you clothed me. Simple lifestyle. That brings you to the place of inheritance. After having good relationship with people, you must also dispense. The things are in your hand, you are not meant to hold them. Currency simply means something that has current, it flows. Any current that's not flowing becomes a pool. And every stagnated water, if not treated, will definitely produce, you know what I'm talking about. So if your currency is not flowing, then you are building a dam. I was sick, you visited. What is your thinking about your neighbor? You see, you come to church, sometimes you see people whose shoes are begging for help. Have you noticed that? The shoes are worth so much, the tips are up, the soles are gone, and you see the brother walking very unstable now because he's sick, but his shoe will not allow him to have a balance. But he has five pairs of shoes. You can't even give out one. And you want to inherit kingdom? Are you joking, man? No, 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 no. You can't get that. It's not possible. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? It's still not simple. Jesus said, when did we see you? He said, if you've done it to these little ones, you've done it to me. If you can do it to somebody in the church. It's a community. We have to share things together. My country, God was going to help us. My brother was speaking to me yesterday. <laughs> we thank God for what is going on here. You see, my country, if I, like Bishop Rackers, you can't fly here without bodyguards. You know, thick guy boxers, you know. You're preaching one is standing here and standing here. That is the kind of gospel in my country right now. To prove how much you have. Two cars, three cars, four cars. But your members are trekking. Rain beats them. I remember one of them one time, rain was falling and there's a brother on the road and was driving past him. Pastor stopped. He said, no, no, don't pick me. You have to buy your own. I didn't pick you so that you can have faith to buy a car. Ah, is that the way to go by? We are just proud set of people. People are dying among us, no food, nothing. <laughs> I remember in fellowship, we're doing evening prayer meeting like this. All of a sudden, the Lord said, turn back. I turned back. I saw a lady. Say, go give her 20,000 naira. Wow. She's a widow. 20,000? And I don't have it. It was not in my account. <laughs> Somehow, God has blessed me with that. I'm not like you. I said, God, what am I going to do? I called my son. I said, the Lord said I should give this woman 20,000. And I don't have, that was Friday. <laughs> I went to her. And after service, like the same temptation, she came to me and said, I... I came to greet you. Oh, my God. I said, okay. I said, 
See me on Tuesday. <laughs> I went back home. I told my wife, I said, I'm in trouble. Look at what happened. And the woman just came to me and said, she came to greet me. What kind of greeting is this? On Monday, a lot came into my, 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 my phone. Somebody just deposited exact amount into my account. I smiled. The next day, I walked to the office with the money in my, in my wallet. She just came and sat down and said, Pastor, I said, wait, wait. Let me first finish what I have before you say what you have. The Lord asked me to give you 20000 on Friday. Here is the money. Now tell me your story. She just started crying. Say, my rent is due. And they were asking me to pack. And the amount I needed was 20000 I mean, this is how we should live in the kingdom. We should see each other's problem and minister to them. That is when we inherit. Now think about it. It's not as if I had the cash. But because he gave me an assignment to minister to somebody in need, he made the money to come into my account. Praise the living God. So I'm talking about inheritance. Check out your brothers. It's, it's a big difference between seeing the kingdom or even hearing about the kingdom or even entering the kingdom. I'm talking about possessing the kingdom. And it's all how to do with people you see, not people you don't see. It's people you are looking at now, just like you're looking at me now, talking to you. You, you understand that? It's how you treat me and the way I treat you that guarantees my inheritance of the kingdom. For further information and message order, please call plus 234 101869 or you can visit our website at www.gkai.net God bless you